Hello and welcome to Movies on the Side. This is Stephen Robles. And this is Nate Baranowski. This week we review the 2019 movie starring Will Smith and Tom Holland, Spies in Disguise. We discuss Will Smith's voice acting for the first time since Shark Tale. We talk about the crazy premise of this movie, where a secret agent turns into a pigeon. Is the animation too gross for Stephen Robles? Yes. <laughs> and, most importantly, we discover how many pigeons does it actually take to support a human being in flight. We discuss the moral of the story and nonviolence. All that and more on Movies on the Side. This week we did the 2019 movie Spies in Disguise starring Will Smith and Tom Holland. Nate, you watched this movie on a plane, on a postage stamp size uh, screen, didn't you? I did. Hmm. What made you choose this movie of all the others that you probably had access to? Sometimes in life, you think to yourself when you're on a plane, I want to watch a movie that I wouldn't watch at home. Mm. Now, on Southwest Airlines, the movie selection is not mm. grand in size. <laughs> it's not right. And I am someone who enjoys animated movies to this day. Okay. My wife is someone who does not enjoy animated movies. Wait a minute. This, this this is new information, Nate. Even Pixar movies? Even Pixar movies. Nate. I mean, she will watch them, but it's not. We cannot get into it right now. We have to get into oh, the movies, my, I'm putting that on the list for next week's <laughs> bonus episode. Oh, my word. Because I didn't think she would enjoy it, I've hmm. said, now's the time. It's just me. Okay. So, All right. Spies in disguise. Okay. Well, after seeing it, what do you think the critics gave this movie on Rotten Tomatoes? I think critics gave this one sixty. Critics actually give it seventy-five. Okay. Seventy-five percent. How do you feel the audiences did? I think the audience did like eighty-one. Yeah, audiences got ninety-two percent. Mm-hmm. Audience said ninety-two percent. I have to be honest, Nate. I rented this and watched it with the kids mm-hmm. a month or so ago. Will Smith and Tom Holland are the voices in this movie. Right. Big, they're big names, people. This movie is also made by the cinema company Blue Sky, which did Ice Age and Rio, movies that pretty good. Right. I really like. I really liked Rio. It's also that's company's owned by Disney. Did you know that? I just learned it while I was researching <laughs> this movie. <laughs> I did too. I, I found that strange. I also find it strange that Disney doesn't want it on its Disney Plus streaming platform right now. If you go to Disney Plus, even though this is a Disney-owned movie, they don't have it on their, a little on their distance. streaming service. Just a little, a distance. little distance. And I understand because I really didn't like this movie. Okay. I'm on the other side. Really? I really did like this movie. Maybe it was the increased oxygen levels in the plane. Mm. I found this movie delightful. Delightful? Delightful. Now, okay, Nate, first of all, Will Smith. Mm-hmm. We've talked about our love for Will Smith on this podcast. We've done several movies with him, Gemini Man, Aladdin. And typically, even if the movie surrounding Will Smith is not great, Will Smith is great. Right. And he's fun to watch. Right, he's fun right. to listen to. I find the premise of this movie really pigeonholes Will Smith <laughs> into an unfortunate... <laughs> uh, are you slowing down for applause right now? Hold on. I'm just waiting for everybody to get the pun. Everyone just (laughs) finish laughing, and now we're back. I feel that no matter how many funny lines Will Smith had to deliver because of the script, which I don't think they're all that funny or all that great, 
Lance Starling. Everyone knows the name. The premise of this movie, and this is not a spoiler because, I mean, if you watch the trailer, it tells you what happens. He becomes a pigeon. He becomes a pigeon. And it's kind of gross. What? I don't like it. I don't know if this is a spoiler. We'll have to, we'll have to, I'll tell you what, let's just rate it now, super early. Okay. And and then, because I, I, I got some problems. Okay. I rated uh, I Still Believe First last time. So go, you go ahead. All right. Give me I yours. go first. Zero to five drones. Mm. And I'll talk about the drones. Yeah, we'll talk about, we'll talk about the drones later. Talk about the drones. Okay. Zero to five drones. I will give Spies in Disguise a remake of the short film Pigeon Impossible. <laughs> I saw this. <laughs> three and a half drones. I thought this movie was at times clever. Mm. I thought Will Smith did some great voice acting. I could actually take or leave Tom Holland's mm. uh, voice in this. Like it wasn't notable enough that I think you would need a star in it. No, but I mean, I know for like advertising the movie, it's probably easier. It was. In some ways, campy mm. in a kind of a fun way. I don't know. It was it was also kind of irreverent for an animated movie. It didn't take itself too seriously. The animation style, for example, like other Blue Sky uh, Studios films, right. mm-hmm. is not going to blow your socks off. It's not like going for like great real- realism. It's not trying to be like a Toy Story four. Sure, but I found the animation decisions. Mm really fun and creative and i saw some shots in this movie that seemed fresh and new so i would say three and a half and it seemed like a fresh Mm. animated movie to me Mm. Mm. certified fresh i just came up with that never heard that before (laughs) Uh, okay you know we should get um Valerie Scheiber back on the show to talk about the animation because she, yeah. she worked with on some Blue Sky films. Right. Like Rio and stuff. But anyway, I'm going to give this movie a two. Two drones. I was not crazy about it. I mean, Will Smith is still Will Smith and I still enjoy hearing his voice doing stuff. This was his first animated movie in like 15 years. Right, since Shark one. Tale. Shark Tale, yeah. So, yeah, I didn't realize that he didn't do that many animated movies. But I just got to give it a two. And let me tell you why. We're going to sound the spoiler horn. The scene of Will Smith's transformation into a pigeon is gross. What? I find it gross. What's gross about it? I mean, his skin like pops like goosebump style bumps all over and the feathers pop out and the eyes go weird. Feathers do not pop out of him. Pretty sure they do, don't they? No. He gets the one little goosebumpy thing. He gets a one shrunken hand, which is used to such great comedic effect in this movie. I love that little small hand. I guess. And then he poofs into a pigeon. I can't not look at you, Walter. I can see my butt and your face at the same time. The, the, the little bumps, I don't know. I feel like that scene was gross. And then as a pigeon... I feel like there's a lot of gross-out gags in the movie. Like, when they're in whatever that Mexican resort is, and he, like, eats garbage for the first time. And Playa del Carmen. Yeah, which is apparently a real resort I saw in the movie. Yeah. 
But like he he like eats garbage as a pigeon, and it's supposed to be funny because he's like, "Why am I eating garbage? And why does it taste amazing? Oh, why am I eating food off of the ground? Why does it taste amazing?" Little gross. I could also use less discussion of the cloaca. That's also true. Till you grow a cloaca, I decide what the bird sounds are. And then in that same vein, when they're at the resort and they break into that hotel room with the bad guy. I feel like there's a lot of, like, cartoon nakedness that is unnecessary. Oh, can we talk about that guy? Because I loved that scene. You loved that scene. Here's the thing. And, again, remember this all can be filtered through. I watched it on an airplane. They pumped that oxygen in there. Right. I was just loving it. I think the gadget that makes you rubbery is animated in such a hilarious way. One, when Tom Holland has it happen to him. And when that one guy is just... There is something about his foot being limp with his toes dangling down while a pigeon's trying to push his body. He's a big dude trying to push him to block the door. There is something funny about it combined with that truth serum they give him. I laughed. I chuckled in that airplane. Did you? It is a little little gross. Yeah. But... I don't know. I found it effectively animated. I Yeah, I mean, from a pure animation standpoint, I guess it's impressive. But I just found, like, there's a lot of butt. There's a lot of butt in the movie. <laughs> and <laughs> I was just, I don't know, after eating the garbage and seeing the weird pigeon transformation, I was I was good without it. I don't know. Okay, it was a little I felt gross like it was, it was gross. Part. A little gross. Yeah, it was just a little gross. And even Asher, my son, who typically really loves gravitates towards this stuff. He didn't laugh as much. I think he did laugh at that scene when they're trying to like shove him against the door. Cause yes, it's kind of funny, but I did not laugh. I stared at it coldly. Let's talk about Will Smith's voice acting. Mm-hmm. I thought it was great in this movie. I thought, I think he did a lot of ad lib from here and there. I loved mm. his little lines. Like we're going to talk later. I'm going to get this kid. Mm. Like I can't handle this kid. Like these little oh, yeah, yeah. tiny, I am so cool. Right. And yet he's a pigeon. And that fun dichotomy could carry me a long ways through this movie. Okay, but this, this whole premise in general, you're... you're f- if you talk about straining credulity about a movie about a guy turning no, into a pigeon... No, no, I, no. I'm not, okay. I'm not talking about... I like how you use that in every episode now that I say mm-hmm, straining mm-hmm. credulity. I, it's not that... I understand the world. I'm fine with the unbelievableness of it actually happening in the real world. I just don't like the premise. I don't like this like super spy James Bond character having to figure out how to be a spy as a pigeon. But he's learning how to be part of a team. He has character growth. Because His team a pigeon, is a bunch of can't... crazy birds. And Tom Holland. Yeah. And eventually Rashida Jones, who's chasing after them. Yeah. Okay. So how did you feel about not necessarily Tom Holland's voice acting or him, but the character that he plays in this movie? This is a good one. Overall, the character is not my favorite. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I think it could have been better. I watched Onward recently, a Pixar movie. Oh, how was that? Where Tom Holland is also a voice. Pretty good. Hmm. Pretty good. Uh, An enjoyable watch. Tom Holland plays a character there that I wish that that character personality was the personality of this guy in Spies in Disguise. Okay. It's a very, very heavy backstory with, I believe, a single mom um, police officer. Police officer. Who who we are led to believe dies in the line of duty at some point in time. Right. Rescuing somebody. That, and he's just by himself 
with his pet pigeon. Right. It's a very heavy backstory that when you combine it with him, I would have liked to see a little bit more depth and sadness in him. Yeah. And a little less goofiness, I guess. I know he's supposed to be optimistic all the time, but... Right. There was a lot of goofiness that... It got a little annoying at times, but... Oh, yeah. Maybe I just don't like optimism, but... (laughs) Disappear. Why are you saying it like that? For effect. I mean, he was fine because I think the playing with Will Smith was good. I think their chemistry as characters was great. Mm. Okay. It didn't uh, capture me as much as Will Smith's character development. Because I'm not sure what his character development is. I mean that he works with people at the end. Right. And people, I mean pigeons. He learns to work with pigeons. He learns to work with the agency. Yeah. yeah and Reba yeah. McIntyre, who voices the <laughs> agent in charge. <laughs> Which they, Yeah, that's hilarious. Lance, listen to me. You've got 70 Yakuza incoming. Stand down. A couple of redeeming qualities I'll say about this movie. I thought the action was fun at times. Yes. You know car chase scene i think the pigeon chase with the drone was fun yeah the kid like hopping across balconies in that mexican resort that was interesting i liked all the gadgets i liked the little i liked the glitter kitten bomb i liked the 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 goo ball was it a serious string oh right right <laughs> yeah i did also think ben mendelson being the villain in this movie, his voice is so mm-hmm. Ben Mendelsohn. It's just so naturally menacing. It is, which is good. Like, it sounded good with that. I like the claw. You can't go wrong with a claw hand and a half cyborg face. Yeah, oh, yeah. Which I recently uh, saw Hook again. Ooh. The original Hook, right? Yeah. yeah. We should talk about that. That's that a pretty interesting movie. He was fine. Let's talk about drones. Drones in this movie. <sighs> Steven, I'm done with drones in movies. <laughs> this came out last year. It was pushed back a lot, but it came out Christmas of 2019. I have already seen Tom Holland battle a bunch of drones in 2019, and that was in Far From Home, a Spider-Man story. Spider-Man presents colon Far From Home. Right. I'm done with swarms of drones. We will look back on these last couple years as the swarming drone time. (laughs) Yeah, Far From Home, this movie, uh, what was was it when we reviewed... uh, Olympus has fallen, London has fallen, Angel has fallen. That's yes. the one. Drones. Drones. Drones! It's all about the drones. Yeah, had enough of drones. I was okay with there being one thing when Ben Mendelsohn's like, how are you going to stop 200 of these? It was like, oh, we're back to the drone swarm. Great. Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, the final battle scene with the drones, it could be kind of fun. You know, it was interesting, but... The great thing about fighting a bunch of drones is that you can destroy a bunch of drones, you can blow up, do whatever you want with them, and you don't have to worry about like a, a body count stacking up, especially in a kid's movie or a Spider-Man movie. You don't right. you don't have to think about them having souls. Oh, I see. Yeah, true. Okay. Did you believe Will Smith's arc to caring about I don't even know the guy's name. What's what's the character? Walter? Walter, yeah. Yeah, because the other guy's Lance Sterling, I think. Lance Sterling, that's right. Everybody knows the name, even though we'd never heard of it before. Mm-hmm. But did you believe him coming around to caring about Walter and people? I kind of did. I don't believe that he is all the way there, but I did like the scene where someone very conveniently talks <laughs> to Tom Holland about losing his mom. 
Right. I don't exactly know how that came up, but just exposition, exposition. Right. And he watches it from pigeon form and has a look on his eyes like, oh, I didn't realize. Mm -hmm. I believed that he really discovered this. He really saw this kid as a human and not just as someone who makes him weapons. Right. So I believe that. I still don't know if they're... I'm not sure if I believe them to be friends. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Yeah, same. Also, find it hard to believe that there's an entire secret organization under the reflecting pool in front of the Lincoln Memorial. Wait, you you find that hard to believe? But not like the pigeon transformation. You're cool with that? No, I don't believe that either. I'm just saying. <laughs> I have less distaste for I, the After doing this podcast with you for almost two years. Over two years. Over, over two, two years. years I do find that you like some, even in the most bonkers of movies, you like a little realism in there. Ah. <sighs> And I can see you, I, I can now watch movies and see a really cool underneath the reflecting pool in front of the Washington Monument and you go like, there's nothing under there. <laughs> <laughs> I guess it's hard because like John Carter, which we recently reviewed, I didn't take issue with the craziness of that. It was more so the dialogue and acting and all that. So it's not that I, you know, I don't need that much realism. I just, mm-hmm. sometimes these crazy plots i just don't like the premise like turning into a pigeon and that literally be the entire movie you didn't like you really didn't like turning into the pigeon I don't like turning now the there pigeon. was something that tom holland mentioned and i'll call him walter because it was there's something that walter says in this that i was ready for, to really come into play was do you know pigeons can see things in slow motion i thought i was gonna see like a bullet time oh yeah that's pigeon true. scene later yeah. i don't think that ever paid off no we get a slow motion karate chop with the pigeon yeah, pretty fun. Yeah, that was okay. Steven, what do you think about a heavy theme in this movie, which is very decidedly, um, I don't know a better term for it. What do you think about the theme in this movie that is very strongly pacifism, I would say? Is that the best term for it? Nonviolence? Yeah, yeah. I mean, that was a heavy theme in this movie, is that Walter is really not into killing people, very pro-life in that way. Uh, Will Smith is doesn't really care and is just like, no, there are bad people and good people. We kill bad people so that good people can live. And this is a very heavy theme for the Spies in Disguise. It is. I kind of liked it personally. But what did you think? Yeah, I remember now that is a heavy, like every scene yeah. uh, is basically Will Smith trying to kill somebody, <laughs> kill a bad guy. Right. And Walter figuring out something to, to not have to kill them. You know... In the world this movie sets up where Walter has gadgets and weapons and technology that allow for non-lethal a a non-lethal method of stopping bad guys. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, we can go to Minority Report. Let's stop the bad guys before they even do anything. Yeah, that worked out for them. Let's just put them in uh, cryo tubes. Yeah, that should be fine. But uh, we should do that movie sometime soon. That's a good movie. Mm -hmm. I was fine with that. I I just felt like it was a little heavy-handed throughout. Like, I feel like you didn't need to have so much dialogue supporting what was also being seen on screen in Walter, like, using alternative methods. I mean, you could say it. Say it a few times. I think as... I think as far as moral of the story, I don't mind that they went heavy on it because, to be honest, what other big thing are they, like, teaching about teamwork is maybe the next, if you go down the list of morals that the movie's trying to teach, the next one is, like, we all need somebody to lean on. We all need somebody to lean on. Yeah. 
I think something behind the nonviolence moral and behind the teamwork moral is they set up a juxtaposition between, I think we would call Will Smith like the macho James Bond-esque character. And I think Mm -hmm. what they tried to do in this movie is make Walter kind of breaking those norms. So whether those are like different social norms or gender norms of just like, here's what a man should be. They should not be into kittens and glitter or they should, you know, they need to be strong and like to fight sort of thing. Sure. And this, I think they do that effectively in this movie by making Walter someone who's not super into these stereotypically masculine Right activities, and I think that juxtaposition actually works in the movie to really distance Will Smith and Tom Holland so that they seem even more like they're worlds apart. Yeah, does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get that, and I, and I was okay with that with that too. But anyway, I also didn't believe that the pigeons could uh, support Walter as he fell in that final fight scene. How many pigeons do you think it would take to? I mean. <laughs> Walter seems to be a waifish lad right. of maybe only 100 or so pounds, but still. I feel like a pigeon's claw grip would not be great. You know, I've seen pigeons fly. I grew up in New York. I've seen a lot of pigeons. You know a thing or two about pigeons. I feel like it would take more than 20 to actually support a human being. That's just my that's my unscientific take. I have been going to Google this whole time. How much weight can a pigeon carry? Did you find an answer? With training, pigeons can carry up to 75 grams or 2.5 ounces on their backs. Yeah, 2.5 ounces. You need like 100 pigeons. <laughs> you need 100 pigeons. Okay. I think you need more than that. Yeah, yeah we probably need more. You need like an up-style like balloon on the house thing. Okay. Well, listeners, tell us, how many pigeons do you think does it take to support a human being in flight? <laughs> and also, how many licks does it take to get to the center of a Tootsie Pop? But let us know what you thought of this movie. Maybe you really loved it. Uh, or maybe you didn't. And you're kind of like me, and you're like, hmm, meh. Comment on our Instagram, at Movies on the Side, when it goes up. Twitter is also at Movies on the Side, and Facebook. You can follow us all there. If you could take a moment and give us a five-star rating and review in Apple Podcasts, it would help us climb the ranks and be found by other movie lovers like you. And also, we have a bonus episode every week. In t- this week's episode, we talk about things that annoy us, like stepping in wet stuff with socks. Thank you, emails. And... Walking barefoot in the airport. <laughs> that was Nate's. <laughs> right. Bonus episodes, click support the show in the show notes or on the website. And you can sign up in like two or three clicks. You can listen to all of our back catalog of bonus episodes. And there's great stuff there too. Click to support the show in show notes or on our website, mots.fm. And like we always say, it takes 640 pigeons to carry a hundred pound boy. <laughs> Love it. Love it.